welcome to the Young Southern Bells podcast, a place for those who seek progress instead of tradition. If that's you, we might be your people. Hello, Allie. Hello, Renee. Hello. Hi. Okay, so this is our official second episode. I'm excited, especially for this one. Um, so this one I, I titled Take Me to Church. <laughs> uh, because, yeah, I was on a whole hosier kick a couple of weeks ago and I wrote all this and that was like the first thing I thought of. Um, so this week we're going to talk about the spiritual consensus of being Southern um, and how we're not good at that. <laughs> There's going to be so many disclaimers from Renee. Yeah. Um, the, the the preacher's daughters in this group, this one's touchy. This one, it's, I'm glad we're getting it out of the way early. Um, just, you know, rip the Band-Aid off, so to speak. Because uh, it's definitely a rip the Band-Aid off conversation. Touchy. Yeah. Touchy little bit. Um, so we kind of touched on last episode about we all grew up Southern Baptist, all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Southern Baptist. I don't really know what the difference between independent and not independent is independent, like more um, loud. No. Okay. It's the exact opposite. It's more quiet. I like, I like quiet. So when I was, when I was young, my dad actually has been like all over the place, but he did like Pentecostal churches when I was a little kid. And I was not okay with that. Like I, uh, yeah, I had full on meltdowns. Um, Dad's church now is pretty chill and I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, but like between dad, you know, being a pastor and my great grandmother having a huge influence on my upbringing and she was seventh day Adventist. I don't know if either of you know much about that. Basically you go to church on Saturday. You don't watch TV or listen to music from Friday night at sunset until Sunday morning at sunrise. Uh, but I got to cheat and watch Saturday morning cartoons because grandma loved me. Um, I didn't eat pork. Growing up, which isn't a thing because I don't really care that much, um, with the select few except like bacon and Boston butt. Like if you put a Boston butt on a smoker, I'll eat that and bacon, obviously, because who doesn't love bacon? Um, but that's kind of my history, like growing up religion thing. <clears throat> you want to go next? Or you want me to? Yeah, you're it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so growing up, my uncle was a Southern Baptist evangelistic missionary, and he built churches all over Louisiana. Um, he was part of Faith. Um, well, he was the founder of Faith Baptist in, in Homa, Louisiana, and he built churches all down the bayou. To bring Jesus to them. <laughs> to the masses. Most of them are honestly um, Catholic, but he was in the business and he was very well known there. And whenever he passed away, the church was packed like it was a mess. But um, <clears throat> that's kind of like my major influence. Now, all of my family is from Mississippi and Louisiana. Um, but my mom and dad and my brother and I, we all lived here in Georgia. So we got a more sporadic kind of sense of church in our immediate family because it depended on how my dad was acting, whether or not we were involved in church. Right. And because my dad was a drug addict, if he was on a binge or something like that, we kind of got away from it because you know how. Baptist star. <laughs> yes. 
So we, um, so that was kind of my first taste of religion. So I like to say I'm a recovering Southern Baptist. Because <laughs> we learned, we learned quick that you can become the topic of a subject. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's much how I was raised <laughs> as far as church went. Miss Renee? Yes, it's Renee's turn. I don't know that the disclaimers need to come out just yet because we're talking about fact more than thought. Um, I don't remember not being in church between my grandfather and then daddy. Um, Anytime the doors were open, we were there. Mm -hmm. And I will say this as a whole, you normally hear a lot of people say that, you know, there are, if you know, what's the saying about hypocrites? I don't remember, but there's some saying I forgot. And I oh, are you somewhere. talking about the the liquor store saying? No, no, that oh, one's funny. Okay. Um, something about if the um, oh, I don't know. I think if there's trees and hypocrites, I'll have to look it up. I wasn't prepared. Google um, it, Barbara. Google it, Barbara. <laughs> look it up, Babs. But um, you know how a lot of people. Um, they show up to church in their one way and then you see them somewhere else, not even a liquor store. You know, you they just, um, there was a particular person in my past that was a preacher, not in my family. And in church, he was all sweet baby Jesus, follow the path. As soon as his feet hit his front steps, he was cussing and fussing. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't grow up like that. Papa and daddy lived what they preached and I wasn't around drinking. I wasn't around uh, the cussing. We were very sheltered to almost my detriment at some point, but I, I can't say that I'm not appreciative because I, I couldn't imagine, you know, having to parent <laughs> a child back in the day much less now so um i don't know what much more to share other than we were always there always at church always at church and mama played piano and we sang and so anytime there was a singing or anytime there was anything yeah we were were there and then mama always did you know the the programs and the bbs so anytime the church doors were open, <laughs> we were there. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Yeah. What songs did you sing in church? The Red Book. I have one still. <laughs> we had the Red Book too. Yeah, but when mom and I there's, sang, we sang. Like how, guys, this is how you know. There's a Red Book and I think a Green Book, right? Yeah. And then there's this new age stuff that's on a screen that don't sound anything like the red or the green book. Yeah, yeah no, we we had hymnals where where I grew uh-huh. up. Like we we had old rugged cross and uh-huh. you know, yeah, not cross. I'll fly away is number three three three. Like I know the yes. I, the page numbers. Guys. Yep. And there was one yeah. grandma back that said. In the morning. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. Oh, well. Now, I will you, say this about the new Dangle music. I love Lauren Dangle. Dangle? 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 I don't know. I like her. That, that one song is really pretty. What is the name of that song? You say? Yeah, that. It's very pretty. <laughs> um, Think about that song for Andy, not Baby Jesus or God. So I take it to other personal. It's just pretty and she's got a great voice. Plus that means something to me about something else. Yes. Get back to religion. Yay. Um, I learned religion through the songs. I didn't learn it as much through the readings. So like to me, the music part of it was the biggest deal to me because that's what I could relate to because the songs weren't so hypocritical. I will agree with that 100%. Um, looking back, 
there were definitely some times that the emotions were were attacked through song. Um, there was a lot more movement within me personally through the music than it was. And it's not just because dad's a preacher. And when you're a preacher's child, you become the sermon a lot. I was not the sermon as often as Amanda. That's all I'm saying. She's going to laugh when she hears this and be like, shut up. Um, but that's part of it too. Um, so I made some notes about the fact that we have issues with Christianity versus, versus I'm all tongue-tied today, um, spirituality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do want to add my disclaimer here that when it comes to someone being Christian, my dad epitomizes what that should look like to me. Um, my dad's friends with people when they get out of prison, he will, you know, be there for them. He wants to be Christ-like and, and the foundation of what that means is important to him. So that image for me is still very important. And that's something my dad takes completely to heart. Like, and he'll go out to the people instead of expecting them to come to church. That's another big thing. So I'm, I'm very proud of my dad and his spirituality and his humanity. And I've, I've mentioned that to you guys about just seeing him interact with humans on a way that is love and support and kindness. And to me, that's what it should be. Unfortunately, that brings me to my next point in that that's not always what it is. Um, and that's not why I don't have that same belief. Um, but I feel like personally, it had it played a part in what made me look elsewhere. Um, was that not all Christians act Christ-like. And when I think of someone who considers themselves Christians and then they're judgmental or hateful towards someone else, that's kind of the opposite of the story that you're being told. Um, And I feel like that's religion in a nutshell. Is the book says to do this thing, but I'm going to, hold on to these parts and call you out for your thing. And that's why I have issues with that. So you have more of the issue with the people per se than the good book or the, the, the basics of the religion. Yes. Um, I mean, we can get into some old Testament stuff like IE. I didn't need pork until I was 12. Um, but we can do other things like we can, uphold certain Levitical laws, but the other Levitical laws will let those slide because they're not as important. I mean, and that goes to anything like, you know, Baptist eat pork, um, but they follow other Levitical laws. Like how dare you be homosexual or how dare you wear, you know, lots of jewelry? Like what? <laughs> yeah. I'll say this, everyone's human. And so we're all just trying to do what we can while we're here to find peace and comfort. And I understand that. But part of my my issue with religion is, like you said, your dad epitomizes that for you. And my daddy had a servant's heart. I mean, and he never pushed it on anybody, but he would talk to you in a minute. You know, if if you would listen, he would talk. If you needed him, he would listen. And then he would share his thoughts. He didn't do it unprovoked. He didn't do it, you know. So for me, he was, what you saw was what you got. He was genuine. Yes. And authentic. And so that's huge. So that's a little part of my disclaimer too, is that none of my thoughts have anything to do with the type of minister or person my father or even grandfather were. 
mine comes a lot from just it, there are too many questions that no one can answer. Kind of like you were saying, like, okay, supposedly we now are at, we're in the New Testament. So why don't we even talk about the Old Testament? Or are they not just parables? And how many people wrote the same stories? And Jesus was a Jew. So why do we all have to be Baptist? You know, I mean, like why there's no one true religion, but unless you're not Baptist, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. And not everyone feels that way. Right. But, you know, it, and the languaging, it was written back in a time where the language was even different. But yet people are going to cherry pick and take and choose these four scriptures and try to apply them to, to today's life. And it's kind of like, I always say, you can't walk a mile in someone's shoes because you're going to still be wearing your socks. You know, it's like you, you can only go so far to understand. We have no clue back in the day. I mean, back in the day, if a woman touched a man's feet, that meant they were married or like, like, you know, I don't know specifics, but like if you were in a close quarters with a man, then the only person that you did that with was your husband. That's weird. I have a lot of dude friends and that would so, make me married to a lot of folks. Right. So you can't take everything and, and just put it in today's time, but nobody wants to talk about that. And they will fight tooth and nail. I mean, I, I appreciate another disclaimer. I appreciate the people in my life that care about me, but and, and I understand when they offer to pray for me, they do that from their heart. But when an average person is worried about your soul, worry about yourself. I'm okay. I'm okay over here. And, and I know you're there if I need you and I appreciate you. And, you know, if I need something, I will reach out. Believe me, I appreciate you. But what I don't like is the love and light. I mean, I'm love and light, but like the, I'll pray for you. You know, it's just almost like a Band-Aid on some bigger things. And this right. has nothing to do with people in my life because the people in my life are genuine and they really do care about me. But as a general social whole, you know, you sit on Facebook a lot. It's like someone's really having a hard time and they're like dealing with the death of somebody, like like some mm. big, huge thing. Not even talk to talk about the social issues that we've been dealing with recently most. I, I wish I could like find it right now. So Mitch actually bought a shirt that says thoughts and prayers. Exactly. That's exactly it. And, and the disclaimer is that it has nothing to do with the people in my life because they truly care and, and they it comes from a place of love. I understand well, that. I mean, I'll straight up talk to dad if like I'm upset or worried or anxious or <sighs> anything. I'll say, you know, daddy, can you pray for me? Blah, 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 blah. Because I know. He has a direct line. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> this is legit. I'm yeah. going to get him on, on If the anybody phone. can get to him. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm so weird about all of this because I fall somewhere in the in the between stuff you got. Maybe you do. and some because to me the best part of organized religion is the fellowship, right? Well, we the community, the community. Of, it's the worst part of it too. Like, <laughs> yes, but I was never a part, and so it was like I. I mean, I was every grandma's favorite that none of the kids wanted to hang out with. So, I mean, it was like that weird in-between thing. Mm -hmm. And then I have all of the questions about all of the things. But at the same time, I'm like, if it doesn't hurt me, then what does it matter? So I'm in like this weird in-between place where it's like, I don't know, guys. I... The questions always bothered me. The laws of Leviticus, like I read them because somebody told me that I was sinning according to the laws of Leviticus. So, I mean, I went through them over and over and over and over again. And I was like, no, nope, nope, can't find it. I didn't interpret it the same way you did. Mm -hmm. So it's an interpretation. But at the same time, like, I also don't necessarily disagree with living the way the Bible says to live, because I mean, who can really disagree with the 10 commandments, right? Like, isn't it actually kind of bad to be gluttonous? Like, let's be honest, guys. That's probably why I'm such a chubby person. It's okay. <laughs> 
love me. Inspire me to love. This is my thing too, though. Wouldn't I be in better health if I wasn't that way? And I mean, well, I believe in health at every size, so maybe not. That's another topic. But um, (laughs) this is not the only religion. Your best life, but I know I'm not, and it's because I eat too much of the wrong thing. That is stuff. <laughs> it's a and personal I'm journey. Don't kill people. Probably yeah. not. The felony in something like, I don't know, 48 states, maybe 50. A couple of those weird territories we got going on around here in the U.S. today. I mean, there's some of the stuff I really don't disagree with. Like, I can't say that I'm upset if you want to live your life that way. I think it's great if you're actually doing it. My problem is honesty in it like I don't care what you do with your life but let's not be dishonest about what we're going to do with our lives and if you don't have the answers say you don't have the answers don't tell me you're right because you're right because then I have more questions like who made you the one who decided that you're right see I was absolutely the child that asked why to everything to the point where I had mom would like save up and buy me books that answered questions like I had one that was like what makes a rainbow why are the skies blue like so when it came to this subject I would go to dad and be like well why can't I do da 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 or why can't why is this a thing why is that not not okay um and for the most part like there were legitimate answers and he would you know quote verses to tell me why whatever it was um And my issues aren't just with Christianity. And I know like we kind of jumped in Christianity, but it's organized religions as a whole um, seem very exclusive to me. Like they're not as inclusive as they want people to believe or as what I feel like religion should be. Um, Again, dad and his church notwithstanding because like you got tattoos on your face go to daddy's church he'll he'll pray with you it's great but i mean even like what we think of as like pagan religions like wicca is extremely exclusive like there are rules that seem so unnecessary and like not what i think an inclusive love human experience and religion should be. And I think it's all of them. And I always say, I feel like the true religion is all of them and none of them. Like funny to me, I agree with you. And what's funny to me is that a lot of, I would, I would gander a lot of the people that have gone from, let's just say Christianity to Wicca did so because of similar thoughts and and issues. And here they are getting back into very similar. And a lot of them, a lot of them have a lot of rules and a lot of, um, you know, don't do this, do this, this will happen. Um, all the things that you think that they were trying to get away from. Right. So I'm confused. It's like, I don't know. I, I don't have any answers. I'll be the first to admit. I do have a lot of questions and, you know, like with God, all things are possible. What kind of magical shit is that? I mean, if I you, want all the possibilities, right? I mean, and you know, the not worthy thing—that things that that gets me every time. And again, I'm back on Christianity because that's what I most have experience with. Same. But I mean, if I'm created in His image, does that mean He's not worthy? Like, I don't, I don't understand the not worthy. And I thought everyone was wonderful and worthy and wonderfully made, right? Perfectly, wonderfully made. That's <laughs> <Not> you. That's <laughs> <Not> you. <laughs> right? Uh, I don't know. There are no answers. And I'm, I'm constantly seeking and trying to learn. Um, I, I can, but what I do find interesting is that, like Wicca, for instance, has a lot of similarities to Christianity. 
no matter what people may want to think or say, Mm -hmm. if you research it and look into it, you know, three, the Trinity, I mean, Earth's, there are a lot of comparisons that can be made. I don't have any specifics, but I just, I I put that, I I give that to you as a gift. (laughs) Your assignment, should, should you accept it to research, to question? Just so you guys know, in Louisiana, the Holy Trinity is celery, onions, and carrots. Not carrots. Garlic? Maybe. It should be onions. Bell peppers. And that's how you make bomb-ass gumbo, guys. Just Mm. saying. Oh, the mirepoix. It's the Holy Trinity. Gumbo's gross. I'm not a fan. And let's talk about the saints, guys. Okay? The saints. See, really that's the thing. Like, I I can appreciate some Catholicism. Uh-huh. Just because it's pretty. I know that sounds horrible. Um, you know, indulgences was, was a real-life thing. <laughs> like, guys, your souls go to limbo after you die. I don't know if you guys knew that. But if the Catholic Church needs some money back in the olden days, they'd sell you an indulgence, which means that it was like your get out of limbo free card and you could buy it for granny if you thought her soul was still in limbo. <laughs> Just to throw this out there, if something happens to me, y'all y'all pull some money, get a GoFundMe, uh, throw some money at a church to get me out of limbo. I'm just selling that because apparently that was corrupt. I don't know oh. why. <laughs> I mean, it kind of seems corrupt. I'm just saying. But, but there, we could go down the laundry list of corrupt things in the Catholic Church. We won't touch that one. I didn't believe in it, but I'm with you. I like the tradition and I like the tangible of Catholicism. Like they have all the cool things. They have the rosaries and the fun stuff and like the incense and, you know, the wines. <laughs> like... Anything that gives me snacks, you're going to let me eat crackers and drink wine. I am all in. Like you get it every time. (laughs) So dad also did, um, he was a United Methodist pastor while he was in theology school at Emory. And that was, uh, that was great because they actually drank wine. And I was like, what is this? We could have wine for real? So funny to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I I think I'm very unsouthern because I'm not. I'm I'm no longer anytime the doors are open because Andy would probably go to church before I would. And if you knew him, a lot of people are shocked that it's me that is more. No, I'm good. Appreciate you. Thank you. Um, I would go for my father. Um, if I didn't have to work yesterday, I probably would. His birthday is on Halloween. My dad loves all things spooky. Um, he d- wears mostly black and he drives a Harley. So, and he has tattoos. Like he's the epitome of not what you think of when you think of Baptist pastor. Um, my dad's the cool pastor. Um, but he covers up his tattoos with a watch and, you know, he wears the sleeves. Like you can't see them while he's preaching. He doesn't drink in public because what if, you know, someone from his church were to ever see him? And it doesn't matter where you are. You could travel cities away and he's still, no, I can't, I can't do that. Um, that, That's just weird to me. Like you can't live your life because of the judgment of other people. When literally the book you're talking out of says... Judge not, lest ye be judged. That kills me. Um, I work with a very wonderful Christian woman, and I mentioned that I might say her name in this um, and use her as an example. She, just like that, like it, she loves everyone regardless. She knows my religious beliefs are more like energy, universe, whatever. I make it up as I go. I don't know. And she doesn't care. If she says, like you said, like if she were to ever say, I'm going to pray for you, I take that as that's her loving me. 
So that's such a big deal when it comes from someone like that. Um, Yeah. But she also isn't like, you're going to hell because you don't believe in baby Jesus. And I say all the time, baby Jesus might have been a real person. I don't know. It could be somewhat historically accurate. Um, I feel like there's a lot of symbolism and metaphors. Um, And don't know what is real and what isn't real because it was written by men with their own agenda as individuals. This is what I want to have happen. And not only that, the books of the Bible that were chosen to be in the Bible were chosen by a man who had an agenda. Oh, yeah. The Bible that we know today, King James did it for a reason. Like he had it translated and had things added and removed as he saw fit. What about all that other stuff? That's important stuff. Or it should be just as important. You just took it out because it didn't suit your needs. Who are you? You're not, you're not God. If any, King James wasn't, that's all I'm saying. Um, It's funny because you were talking about how being Southern and not Christian, that was the next thing on the list. Um, So do you think when people find out that you aren't Christian, that that affects how they view you? Yes. Absolutely. Uh, uh, I I think so, too. Look, I I didn't even, I don't know if I've I've posted things on Facebook that allude to what I may or may not believe because I believe in love and kindness and all things love and kindness. Whatever label you want to throw on it, whether it's a religious label or, or whatever. I had someone respectfully and we had a great conversation about it but I had someone ask me why don't you believe in Jesus mm-hmm. well at the time I was taken aback a I was I was glad that she felt like she could ask me so that that made me feel good because I try to be open but at, if I thought about it and wasn't so taken aback I would have asked well, what makes you think I don't so I don't, I don't know how she drew that, how she bridged that gap, but, you know, we kind of had a similar conversation with, you know, she could only come back with things like, you know, with all things got with all things, uh, with God, all things are possible. Or, you know, those, those things that you just hear over and over that you're just supposed to believe. So why can't you just believe there could be something else? You know, yeah. why, why do I have to say, you know, and. <clears throat> I think I might have told you this at one time. Um, this has weighed on me since I think I was eight, just because like all the people around me felt the spigot, you know, all the people around me, you could feel God move. Really? Okay. So I'm supposed to accept Jesus as my savior and be baptized and then ta-da. Okay. Nothing changed. There was no feeling. There was no difference. There was. And so at that point, I kept thinking, okay, well, maybe this isn't for me, but I didn't have anything else available to me because everyone in my life came from the church unless they were from school. And because I was sheltered, I didn't get out a lot. So I had the people my family, and the church. We were very different preacher's kids. That's all I'm going to say. Uh-huh. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. I was a preacher's kid. I got so much trouble. <laughs> I'm not the average preacher's kid. Like the preacher's daughter, because Andy j- jokes all the time. You know, when he tells people he married the preacher's daughter, they're like, oh, and he's like, no. Mm-mm. Not the fun kind. <laughs> not this one. <laughs> yeah, I always say Andy Burt was the craziest thing I ever did. <laughs> that, that absolutely checks. Um, I feel like for me, it's not something that I like, I don't put it out there. You were talking about like things you might post on Facebook or on social media in general, not kind of 
not blatantly alluding to your lack of Christianity. I am friends with a lot of family and I'm dealing currently with being open and honest about how I think and feel about certain things. And that doesn't mean that I want to incite a riot at the family reunion next year. So you just keep some of it to yourself. Like we were all talking about this being a thing. If we talk about these things, oh my God, people are going to hear it. And this, this subject specifically was the one that I knew we need to get out of the way early on. And second, I knew was going to be difficult to open up about a little bit. Um, mostly because we will be judged for this. And then it goes back to the, why are you judging someone if it literally tells you not to? Um, they can choose. They can choose. Yeah. Like, what what suits your fancy this week? Um, so, I mean, I'm not going to go on my, we have a group for my family in, in Facebook Messenger. I'm not going to go on there and post things that I would post to our pagan group, like about, you know, different pagan holidays or whatever, because they're going to be like, oh my gosh, she worships the devil. But if you look at it, a lot of the Christian holidays and a lot of the things that are in Christian, just, and I say that because that's all I've known. Read the book, The Da Vinci Code. Mm-hmm. It's fiction, but there's truth in it. I mean, why do we have Easter eggs and Easter? Easter is a star. Yeah. Or exactly. That's pagan AF. I mean, what does the hare or the rabbit represent? Fertility. Fertility because it's spring. Exactly. None of that. Is any of that in the Bible? Nope. Nope. I mean, Christmas trees. Exactly. Christmas trees are pagan. Right. How pagan pagan can you get? But we don't stop and look at that. That, That's okay. That's under some kind of veil of safety. But when you go outside of and question or bring it up, then you're the one. And, and, you know, that coming back to the, you know, do you feel like you're judged if you, you know, say you're not Christian? That doesn't come up in my world normally. It used to. And especially like if you had to, you know, fill out forms and for some reason had to choose oh. a religion. It's like you, you have to say Christian, right? Because you're you're here. You're supposed to. Okay. So. When I was in the Navy, they issue you dog tags. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I fought with what to have put on my dog tags because I knew my dad was going to see them. Did it hurt me to have Christian on them? No. Did I want to not put Christian on them? Yes. Because I felt like a horrible, dirty liar. I mean, it's cool if you want to read me my last rites when I die because it says Christian on my dog tags. Um, but I felt like a dirty liar. And you talk about like the feeling and like getting baptized. I chose at 12 years old to get baptized. Mm-hmm. And after the fact, like the idea was, well, now that I've done this, I will not want to knowingly sin against God. That's what I was taught. That once you're baptized, you're washed clean of all the sin. And as a clean spirit, you won't want to sin. You will be, what's the word? Convicted mm-hmm. of the sin. Like you won't want to do that. And I was like, um, okay. I need to take uh, take two, uh, redo. <laughs> Uh, that, that maybe I, that didn't get dunked enough. I don't know. Let's do it again. Cause I was 12 and what happens after 12 puberty 
and hormones. Well, if you're in the Bible, nothing until you're 33 or 32. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that sounded that I was very innocent. I was such a, a good girl when it came to stuff like that. But I still like did things that technically were sinning, you know, like I drank underage. I did stuff I wasn't supposed to do. So okay. like understand how different Allie was than Angela. And Renee. <laughs> Renee was like the the saint of the three of us. I was like the like party girl. And I was the devil on the shoulder because I remember in the ninth grade learning about um revelations, right? And how we would all be called into the sky to side of the other. And I remember my mom looking so worried as she said, you know, honey, it's okay. You don't really have to worry about the rapture. You know, whenever I first heard about it, it really scared me. And just sitting there and she's going on and on about how I don't need to have anxiety over this or be scared of it. This is going to be a great thing one day. And I was sitting there on a Sunday morning thinking, I wonder if we can speed this up because I got a Spanish test. I'm going to fail tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not with you. average to be affected. So is there any way we can get this thing popping? I'm just wondering. We got Am real I- life problems over here. Yes. <laughs> you missed it. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> so if you walk into my dad's church and you go through the doors, Look up. There's a clock because my dad wants to eat lunch by a certain time. And he knows like when he writes his sermons on Saturday, he knows how much time it's going to take to say those sermons. And usually there's a little padding for altar call. So he knows by this time we're going to be out of there because I'm hungry. If that's not the most Baptist thing I've ever heard. No, the most Baptist thing is when you're starving and they pray for a hundred years. Oof. Or that's when the altar call doesn't end. Yeah, whenever they call you down to the pulpit and it takes forever. And it's like, come you know better. You already know what the problem is. Like, right, you're not supposed to be knowingly sinning against God anymore. You got saved last week. What is the problem? Come on, Judy, get it together. Wrap it up. (laughs) about revelations and i remember there was this horrible movie that we saw that they no it was before that probably it was like back in the 80s but it was something like that but you know it was just horrible and there's a church here in town that does a huge reenactment (gasps) Oh, and I forgot they, about that. They go all in and they do this, it at Halloween, don't they? I think so. I think. Yeah. But you can't scare me into heaven. Like, what? I thought God was supposed to be love. Yeah. But you're going to try to scare me into that. That's the worst. That's that going to seal it right there. Uh-uh, no, not going to do it. Ain't going to happen. Yeah. The fire and brimstone is. Uh-uh. It's not come at me with the love and light. I, I get it. I agree with you on that. Pray for, for sure. me any day. Don't try to scare me into heaven. Yeah. And, you know, you get told this contradictory stuff too. Like one cannot get to heaven through good works alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like you're supposed to live. <laughs> Do what? Faith without works is dead. Yeah. Like. I'm so confused right now. So do I do it or don't I? I don't know. Somebody tell me. I think, honestly, that was probably one of the first ones I was like, um. It doesn't make sense. Right? That was big question for me. Uh, so can I get to heaven by being a good person or no? Because here's you said the thing. If, if you don't do on both or who who. I don't know. I was going to, I was about to say, who's the judge of what's enough and what's best? Well, obviously God, but you don't know. Also until Christians. It's too late, right. You don't know till it's too late. <laughs> what is 
I am the way, the truth, and the lie. No one comes to the Father but through me. Mm-hmm. But where's the door? I don't understand. <laughs> like, how are we going to get through you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, like, this is one thing I love. Okay. When you're talking about like literal, so, and I'm, I mean to take nothing away from anyone trying to comfort another. But when someone passes away, there is inevitably going to be a chorus of, you'll see them on the other side. Okay. I don't know where it is in the Bible. It could be in Revelations, but somewhere in there is the fact that you're not, that doesn't give me any comfort because in theory, you're not going to, you're not, you're going to leave the mortal coil. So that's how we recognize each other. Then how are we going to recognize each other? You wouldn't. So it gives me no comfort that I'll see you again. And I hate, hate, hate when we are trying to be a time or a place. This is about the person and the family and their life. Don't, if you want to see them again, don't come at me with that. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. That's definitely one that I, I'm i not okay with because mm. especially in, in a morning period, like, Oh, I will lose my shit. Uh-huh. Um, I don't want, and this is why I'm telling you, if I die, throw a party, dance naked in the moonlight, and I want to be cremated and turned into a tree. Absolutely. Do not use my funeral as an altar call no. to bring people to Jesus. Mm-hmm. I can't with that. Mm-mm. So I'll punch your ass. Do not do it. Right. I'm going on record. You know, I don't I don't know what happens when we die. And I'm okay with that. And I could be wrong with my beliefs, and I'm okay with that too. But just like I don't know, no one else knows. Exactly. And I, you know, a lot of people, if you take a poll, odds are a lot of people are worried about the dying itself and the fact that you may no longer be. Well, if you're no longer here, you won't know. No. It's you here right now in this current moment, in this current form, that it can take your breath or it can cause you to be anxious or, you know, and it's the unknown and it's change. And both of those things scare people. Yeah. But at that point, it won't. That's that's such a big thing um, because it's. It is scary to rationalize mortality like i don't want to think about not being alive that's terrifying right right now as you stand yeah part of it natalie and i talked about it part of it is leaving a legacy yeah you know or like being no more like I think that gets me a little bit because we don't have kids, but there's no guarantee that when you have kids that they're going to be the legacy that a, you want to leave behind or be the ones that are going to, you know, just, it just, it does not guarantee anything. Oh, no, you absolutely have a legacy with or without children. So. Well, thank you. Unless you need to ask collective. Talked about, so two years ago, so in, when we first had our first little get together at Renee's house, um, that was something I was struggling with, like majorly struggling with. Like I was going through the ancestry. I was doing all these things. And like, I had this horrible fear of not leaving our namesake behind myself and my brother, because my father is a junior and my brother is a third. And so my brother doesn't aspire to have children. So I was like, the line's going to end with us. The line is going to end with us. And I was like, I freaked out about this. Right. And there came like a point in time where after really thinking on it and like being so obsessed with this, I realized like legacy isn't necessarily blood. Right. That's not something that I have to be stressed out 
today about, and I told Arne, I was like, what if you're my legacy? What if I'm your legacy? Like, it's not necessarily what you live, leave behind in the blood. It's what you leave behind with the people that you love, you know? And I'll be the first one to tell you that I've picked more family than I've been given, right? Oh, like, yes. I was like, sometimes you just pick them. Like, it's not the family you were born with. It's the family that chose you, that you chose, that ends up mattering at the end of the day. That ends up being the people that you can run to and lean on for the support that you need. And maybe that's our legacy. Maybe that's what we were meant to leave here, you know, rather than the... Oh God, I have to have a child. Somebody give me a child. I need a child. Anybody got any takers? I got $10. I'll buy it. Good luck with that. Yeah. You know, and when she said that, you know, I was in a puddle. I mean, without. (laughs) I was like, I I wasn't being that sweet. (laughs) I mean, I was going to say the same thing though. Like there are so many people. That, you know, I'm related to that don't have anything to do with me. And it's not just me that has, you know, kind of drifted away from my family. It's one, I don't fit with their structure. I'm different. I'm weird. I'm not the good Southern Christian girl that they all think I should be. Um, So that is a problem for a lot of people. Even the ones who aren't, who don't know that about me, like I still don't fit in with their norm. So when you start talking about like family is not just made up of blood, but it's the people you choose and the people who choose you, that, that is family to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've got cousins that I grew up and we were as close as sisters yeah, so I probably haven't spoken to her in five years and there's no acknowledgement. We're friends on social media, on every platform. We have things in common still, like, but we don't even communicate. This is someone that I was so close to, like, we were going to get married in a like joint wedding ceremony on horseback in princess dresses. Uh, like, we were those kids, right? So did life just happen and you parted ways? Well, life and I grew up and I grew out of, what is going on? We lost you for a minute. Uh, I'm going to have to go. short. This is weird. I think my, it says my internet is unstable. Uh, well. Damn it, internet. Like, like explain that. <laughs> like, I mean, does it need mental health help? Like. What we got? What kind of meds did you forget to give it? <laughs> Damn it, I didn't give it Xanax. It's fine. Um, we love internet. <laughs> yes, internet, please work. Um, but but yeah, so I think the not being good Southerner, and I think too, the older I get, the more I don't give a shit. So as we were approaching recording this episode, I was like, oh, no, I can't. What if what if my cousin hears that? Or what if my aunt so-and-so hears me say, like, I don't believe your Christian beliefs. My father and I have this have conversations about this. And my father embraces me. For all of my weirdness, for all of my not agreeing with him about this, he loves me unconditionally. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care if, you know, aunt so-and-so is like, oh, my God, she is damning her soul to hell. Well, then pray for me. Yeah. Because Over you're so there. about my soul. But, yeah, we talked about this a little bit this morning because... A lot of mine is, I just don't want to offend anybody, but it's kind of a, where, where does that come in for me? What if I'm offended? But, you know, daddy and I never had a true conversation about religion. He knew I had questions, you know, he knew I had other thoughts, but like I told Angela this morning, he, I took yoga teacher training 
several years ago. And it was a hefty little sum. And we've never had, you know, a lot of money, like growing up, there's that lack mentality. It is real and alive here. But he paid for, if not half, a good hunk of it. And yoga is about as woohoo as you can get over here because, you know, you can physically see it. You can't like, you know, if you have sage in a corner or some tarot cards or oracle cards or some crystals, you can throw them in a box when, you know, company's coming. Well, when you're teaching a yoga class and you're trying to get the word out, you're out front and center and you're literally out front and center when you teach the class. There's no putting that in a box. And the fact that he supported that is huge to me. And, you know, not that he ever disapproved, he never disapproved of me. And I know he was a constant source of support. But that single act topped with the fact that that was a, a lot of money. For him, and without question, he made Mama write that check. Because <laughs> Mama, Mama and I are both we are we hold those purse strings tight. We balance, we budget, and we hang on to that money. And and Daddy said, mm, "Cut her a check, <laughs> write her a check." So you know, <laughs> when we talked about that this morning, I got all up in my feelings about it. But I also attribute it to the time of the year because the veil is thin, people. Yes. So it's funny because last night I was driving home and I have my Aunt Lane's perfume and I've smelled it without being anywhere near it in the past decade. But I kind of think I'm, I might wear it tomorrow. Like, just just because. Um it's definitely some feely feels this time of year. Um, and I think that that's okay. I think it's good to embrace that a little bit. But I think it's also good to embrace us as our authentic selves and not hiding behind the mask anymore. And one of the reasons this episode is so important to me is for anyone else that feels like they may be like us, but they can't publicly acknowledge the fact that they don't really agree with organized religion in the sense that, you know, they, it's, I'm, mm, mm, and there's, there's where we need that disclaimer because I'm trying to be as polite as possible, very diplomatic. Um, I just, you know, everything is so exclusive. And if you don't do this, you're not good enough to do this. And I can't, that I don't live my life like that. It's outside of religion, too. It's yes. not just religion. So that compounded with all the other stuff. You know, we've talked about it. We're all in different stages of our lives. We yeah. all need different things. But yet we found a common bond. And we are here for each other and we're the family that we've chosen for each other. Exactly. Or it's about a respect. Mm -hmm. We don't have to believe the same things, the three of us. I mean, we believe similar things, but they don't have to be exactly the same. We don't have to think about politics. We don't have to believe the same thing about family or about life. This isn't about, conforming to one another's ideas or ideals this is about three people who genuinely care for each other enough to say I love you I don't care what you think or what you believe or whatever else because my soul likes your soul a lot and so we're just going to do this funny thing called life and figure the shit out as we go it's about a perspective and I don't have to be disrespectful or to say that I don't like what you think or you don't like what I think. We can try to broaden each other's perspectives, but we can do that 
in a way that doesn't breed hate or fear or disgust about one another. We can do it in love. And we can also say, you know what? I like what you think. I see what you're getting at there. Not necessarily my take on it, but hey, that's not a problem either. And I mean, we've had those discussions amongst ourselves and we've agreed that we don't agree. (laughs) Right. But I think that's the biggest thing. Like it doesn't change that you're my people. Does that make sense? Absolutely. (laughs) Well, and who knows what you may say something to me today that doesn't necessarily resonate, but later down the road, it could kick in. It's it's like any time you do like you know, like even this morning when I could literally say right now my daddy was a source of support. And I knew that, but like this morning when I was going through that, it hit me that I've lost that source of support. And up until now, that thought never occurred to me. I was just so happy that he was no longer suffering because ALS is a hell of a disease. There's no way I would still have him here. No way. But it just occurred to me that I lost that that source of support. So things that you say and do today may click later or might come up. And it might be something that you're interested in and you didn't even know it. Yeah, I feel like this has been kind of exactly what we wanted to get, like to express the ideas we needed to get out without being offensive because it's not to say that there aren't Christians that we love and respect and because how how hypocritical would we be if we sit here and say love and light and all things you know love and and, and grace and happy unless you're a Christian yeah then damn you yeah exactly that's not it it's just that the 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 basics of organized religion, Wicca, Christianity, yeah, all Catholicism, of it. all of it. It's not just, you know, we just know Christianity more because we well, you know, and and to stick with like the unsouthern bells, like it's part of what makes us bad southerners. We're not we're and not good Christians. That. And yeah, the fuck being a good southerner. Fuck being a right. good Christian girl. Like I'm gonna live my life. Um, (laughs) but so the next episode that we're going to be tackling will be on shadow work, healing trauma, setting boundaries, which some of us need more than others. Shut your mouth. I mean, I'm speaking to myself. (laughs) A little bit, a little bit. Love a boundary, guys. I love them. (laughs) So. I'm learning them. It's so funny because we're all three always at different places in different stages of things in our life. Allie is like middle fingers in the air and like will everywhere set boundaries. Mm-hmm. And then I'm getting better and Renee's getting better. We're just at different points of getting better. Um, so that was something that we definitely wanted to tackle early on so that we can all kind of drag each other through it and Allie kind of leading the way. So, like, yeah, next episode will be healing trauma, setting boundaries, and shadow work. Now that's going to be a four-day podcast. <laughs> but I just want to thank everyone for listening. If you like this content, please follow and share with your friends, family, maybe not Christian family because they will shun you. Um, we still seriously look forward to any feedback and ideas to discuss for the future, like, if you feel like you're not a good Southerner, just let us know why you feel that way. And maybe it'll be a topic of discussion. Uh, do you guys got anything? In all things, love and kindness. I, I can't do next, next podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> but being a bitch and gross. Eh? <laughs> Don't talk at me like I'm not here. I'm sitting right here. I was, I was looking at you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Okay, there's going to need to be plenty of wine. So we just I need don't to have a drink for this. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I haven't. I have unopened bottles that I will not be touching. But what's wrong I, with that picture? They're not here. I'll, I, I can. I'll donate them to your cause. <laughs> We've talked about that already. I know. 
All right. So with that, this will conclude episode two. Um, yeah, I think this is it. Namaste. The light in me honors the light in you. Well, that's all, folks. <laughs> This has been a Hookzilla production.